and welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Facebook Live. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's happening? Hey, Trev. Um, uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm going to apologize if you see me looking at my phone a lot because I can't leave it on the table because I, I'm in a different room than I've ever done the show on before. So like the light you can see is really shining down. And if I put this on the, on the tray table, I can't see it because it, it just shines right off. So if you see me looking okay. at my phone, it's not anything other than the fact that, you know, I have my notes for the show on my phone. Alrighty. So, uh, okay, yeah, Jess. So thank uh, you for the information. Yes, Mrs. Mrs. Twenty Four Seven, the uh, reigning, defending, undisputed prediction show champion, Jess Culver. So, congratulations to Jess on her win. A big one, I might as well. I might add. Yeah. Dominating faction. Yeah, she kind of blew us all the way. Yep. Uh, for the prediction show for the Royal Rumble. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to be discussing Monday Night Raw. We're going to be discussing the Elimination Chamber, which is the next premium live event coming up. Yep. And also a little bit about WrestleMania, which is uh, a couple months away. So, you're welcome, Jess. So, whenever you're ready, Greg, we can get started. Yeah, uh, who's going first, you or me? Um, I'll be the gracious host and let you go first. Well, I went first last time, didn't I? No, DJ did, didn't he? No, he went last. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Um, well, we started off Monday Night Raw with the Royal Rumble winner, Seth Rollins. Trivia, take it away. Royal Rumble winner was Cody Rhodes. What did I say? Seth Rollins. Oh, that's because his name's on phone. <laughs> okay, Cody. Well, after review, Seth Rollins was never eliminated. No, yeah, Cody Rhodes. Right. Sorry. That's okay. Um, I thought it was a good promo. You know, he came out, got right to the point, talked about uh, the Royal Rumble, how important it was for him to win it. And uh, it was... It, was, it started out really good, then the Judgment Day came out, stuck their nose in it. Dominic was, well, you know, you put your hands on me, and if you were in prison, like, he was in jail for, like, what, 15 minutes, if that? Yeah. You know, he's, he's leading the thug life. He wasn't even but, in uh, prison. He was in a holding then, cell at a police station. I mean... Right. And then a little uh, altercation happened between uh, Cody Rhodes and Judgment Day after Edge came out and started... Uh, Started beating the hell out of everybody, and then, you know, out comes the wife of Edge, Beth Phoenix, and gave a pretty wicked spirit to Rhea Ripley. So, that was at the Royal Rumble. Oh, that was at the Royal Rumble. Excuse me, I'm ahead of myself. No, you're behind yourself. And, uh, I really thought that they were going to have a tag team match, but that turned into a match later on, which we'll get into. Um, but I thought the, I thought the promo was good. You know, the fans were chanting, you know, kick his ass, everything else. And Cody just, 
you know, kind of went along with what the fans were saying, but I enjoyed it. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Um, well, I, I mean, I can't say it enough. I'm not, I'm not the hugest Cody Rhodes fan. Um, I'm glad the opening promo just wasn't him stroking his own ego and somebody came out, which gave a little bit more interaction, um, with Judgment Day coming out. Um, I just wish they would stop giving Dominic a mic. I mean, it's just, he's just not good. You could tell everything he says is rehearsed and pre-thought out, and you could almost see him, like, reading his lines in his head the way he talks. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't know if this is a new look with Damian Priest. I don't remember him having the goatee, and he had his hair all back with a bandana. I think he was trying to emulate Mr. 24-7. I'm not 100% certain. Um... But he looked meaner than he has in in quite in the past. And, uh, you know, Finn Balor is Finn Balor. So that, that kind of improved the promo for me. I didn't like it as much as you did, but I did like it enough to give it a B-. minus. Okay. Um, after that, we, we went... That, Go ahead. We always say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So if you're trying to imitate Mr. 24-7... Yeah, you know, he should be flattered. Um, then we went to the first match tonight, which was Cody Rhodes versus Chad Gable. <laughs> gotcha. Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. Um, this was, I mean, not that I didn't expect it to be a really good match, but with it being Seth Rollins and Chad Gable... You expect just the way the two of them are in the ring to be an excellent match, and it was. Um, I mean, Chad Gable's the most underappreciated, underrated wrestler on the roster. This was now his ninth match just in 2023. He's had nine matches. Um, it includes live events and things like that. So, I mean, he's on Monday Night Raw. We've only had four Monday Night Raws in the year, but he's wrestled nine times. Granted, he's lost every single match that he's been in, um, and they do include the Royal Rumble as a match. So, um, uh, But when Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. Um, Chad Gable worked over the knee, the surgically repaired knee, um, and then in the end, Seth Rollins wound up winning. Um, I really, really like this match. I just gave it an A minus. Okay. But uh yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, you know, both guys know the way around the ring. Um, you know, I think Chad Gable has gotta be one of the um one of the best technical wrestlers WWE has. Uh, you know, former Olympian. He's 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 pretty good on the mic. Yeah. And I enjoy I enjoyed watching this match quite a bit. I also gave it an A- as well. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we'll probably reflect on this later. Um, but, yes, I'll, I'll, we'll touch on my, my thoughts on this a little later. Um, All right. After that, we then went to the first um, women's match of the evening, 
as it was Candice LeRae, who was accompanied by Minchin Mia Yim, against Io Sky, who was, um, help me, accompanied to the ring, um, by Dakota Kai and Bailey. Um, you go first. This, this was a pretty good match. Um, Candice LeRae, she seems to be, you know, getting quite a bit better since she's been up to the, to the main roster. EO Sky, well, EO Sky is EO Sky. I mean, regardless, there was a lot of, a lot of two counts on both parts, a lot of close two counts. EO Sky is, you know, the genius of the sky, as they call her. And I expect to see a little bit more between these two, you know, down the road, because I, I thought it was a, a pretty decent match. Um, Candice LeRae is still, you know, still got to work a little bit on her, like kind of like Dakota Kai, got to work on her selling parts a little bit, I, I think. But um, I, I liked the match. I gave it a B minus. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I, I misheard. I didn't go back and watch it. But I thought... Michael Cole had said something about Dakota Kai suffering some type of injury during the Royal Rumble. I don't know if you heard him say that. I can't find, I looked online, I can't find anything. The only thing they talk about is when she tore her ACL back in NXT, um, which repairing with Raquel, well then, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, So I, I can't find anything about it, but we'll get to another point about her injury later in the show. Um, I did enjoy this match, um, with the exception of the outside interference. I, I just, I'm, I'm really, really, really getting sick and tired of it. It's like people can't beat others clean anymore. I mean, more often there's something that happens outside the ring that causes distraction, that causes, if it's the men, it's a low blow, I mean, something... Um, and it's just, it's just getting tiresome and, and repetitively boring. Um, but I did like the match. The ending, once again, shenanigans by Bailey, um, caused distraction. Eosky was able to do the roll-up of death. Um, and, you know, I'm going to agree with your grade, uh, B-minus was, is about as best I can get this match. Could have been a B to a B-plus if it wasn't for the, once again, boring, repetitive ending. Um, it was announced on the show that there would be, I should have mentioned it before, that there are qualifying matches for the men's Elimination Chamber match that Austin Theory is going to defend his title in. Seth Rollins against, um, Chad Gable is one of them. Another was this next match we'll be talking about, it was Baron Corbin against Johnny Gargano. Um, oh, actually, before that, sorry, stop, go back before that. Um, Rhea Ripley came to the ring. Yes. And chose her WrestleMania WrestleMania opponent. Um, her promo was okay. I mean, it wasn't great. Um, I mean, she's okay in the mic. She's average. Uh, maybe slightly above average. Um... She referred back to her days in NXT... And how um, she came out 
and challenged the winner of the Royal Rumble a few years ago, which was Charlotte Flair, um, and she lost her title. And now she's looking for redemption. And she is officially challenged Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Um, which is what I said would be, as far as looking for marquee headline matches, because of the weak roster, really, that they have on on SmackDown, um, I thought that Rhea Ripley should challenge Charlotte Flair, which she wound up. Yes, I know, DJ. You sent the request, and I went to click you on, and it said that the guest couldn't join because of technical issues. So maybe you might want to try again. Um, it was an okay promo, but I'm going to give it a little higher of a grade than I would have because I was right um, that she was going to be challenging Charlotte, and I'll actually give it a B. Okay. I really think this is going to be <clears throat> this is going to be a good match. I mean, I think... I think Rhea made the right choice. Um, she's she has an issue with Charlotte Flair from like you said from when she came up and uh, challenged Charlotte when she won the Royal Rumble. Rhea's eh, she's getting a little bit better on the microphone. Really not as not much better, but she's getting a little bit better. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that match, Rhea and Charlotte. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good to watch, I believe. And uh, I gave it a B as well. Okay. Um, Let's try this again for DJ. Let's try this again. Okay. 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 Let's see. There he up. Oh, there he goes. There he is. Hey, what's up there, what's sir? What's up? Twenty four seven. What's going on? Sorry, I'm late. DJ, Mr. 24-7 has now joined us. Uh, you know, he had a few other obligations to take care of, but he's here. Okay. Well, we were, we already talked about the, uh, well, let me get your quick opinions on the couple of things we've talked about already. Um, one was Cody Rhodes opening the show. Yeah, I loved it, man. I mean, I kind of expected it to be Cody. Um, so when it was, I was happy. Um, everything he said was cool. I I, I kind of, I don't know how I feel about Dominic coming out and, saying, you know, trying to talk shit to, to Cody Rhodes. But, yeah. I mean, I guess it was something, I guess. Um, Greg, Greg basically, said, basically said the same thing. The same thing, yeah. I just I mean, said I don't understand why they still give a mic. That's all. Yeah, really. Take the teardrop off your face yeah. and and be normal. I don't know, whatever. Um, Cody, I love it. It's awesome. I gave the segment a B, and okay. I can't wait to see what happens with Cody down okay. the road here. Um, then the first match was Seth Rollins against Chad Gable. This one, I actually. Oh, it was a pretty damn good match. Um, I, w I wasn't expecting much because, you know, Gable's Gable, but he really is good yeah. when they let him. Be. And to be honest, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, for already basically knowing that Seth was going to win, right. still being able to watch it and, and like it. So I also get it. Okay. And then they had the uh, 
women's match, Candice LeRae versus Io Sky? Um, this match, to me, it's it's so hard now, like lately, to get into Io. Like she is good, but I feel like she just does crazy stuff all the time. Like she's a wild animal. Um, so I don't know. Sometimes I'm into it. Sometimes I'm not. But the match, I mean, it was all right. It was what it was. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. Um, I'll go see. Okay. And then we were just finishing up when you joined on what we thought of Rhea Ripley's um, promo and challenging of Charlotte. I, I really liked it, and I'm happy she picked Charlotte. Um, I, w- I would love to see her fight Bianca, don't get me wrong, but I feel like, you know, their match they had was empty, empty arena, and at that point, I feel like Rhea Ripley probably needed that win a little more than Charlotte did. So hopefully this time we'll get a really good match, fans cheering, and we get the right winner. Um, I gave the segment a B, and I'm happy with it. Okay. The next match they then had was another um, Elimination Chamber qualifying match, as it was Baron Corbin with JBL in his corner taking on Johnny Gargano with Dexter Loomis in his corner. Um, trivia, you're up first. Alrighty. <laughs> Excuse me, DJ, you're all caught up. Thank God. Um, thank you, Greg, for, get, for getting caught up. Um, this, I, I don't know. I mean, JBL's got to be, got to be going crazy now, making Baron Corbin the next, the modern day wrestling god, and he's not even winning. Yeah. I mean, at least when, at least when JBL came out as a wrestling god when he was wrestling, he was winning matches, he was winning championships. Baron Corbin is just losing, you know, to people I believe he should be beating. But Johnny Gargano is Johnny Gargano. I mean, that, he, they call him Johnny Wrestling for a reason. The man, the man knows his way around the ring, and he's a tough competitor. Dexter Loomis, I mean. What can you say about Dexter? He came out, took that axe out, put a hole in JBL's hat, which I thought was pretty funny. JBL had that look on his face like, you know, what the hell are you doing? But I'm kind of glad that, you know, nobody interfered in this match. You know, I mean, they were out, they were there outside and they were, you know, they didn't really distract the guys while they were wrestling. They just, they just let them wrestle. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Baron Corbin is just taking something away from me with the wrestling god thing and everything. I gave the match a C plus. Okay. Um, I'll go next. Let DJ catch up catch up on his you know, catch his breath after going through those four segments and matches really quickly. Um yep. it, it, I mean the match was what you thought it was gonna be. I mean Baron Corbin is another person. He's also been in nine matches so far this year. He also has not won a single one of them. But that's what's so great about Baron Corbin. He just loves what he does and he'll do whatever he has to do to put others over. I mean, he had the one of the lowest winning percentages of all of 2022. And character change here, character change there. His little thing at Madcap Moss and then it was a, a feud with Madcap Moss. He just does it to help build people up. And, you know, he's good in the ring. He's a powerful man. Um... 
but this one didn't have the outside interference, but Johnny Gargano countered the end of days with an inside cradle roll-up. Okay. Uh, you know, I just... I don't know. Um, it, it took a little bit away from the match of my liking. Um, I, I enjoy. I missed seeing Johnny Gargano in the ring. Um, it, 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 I look at Johnny Gargano and I see a young Daniel Bryan and then Sami Zayn is an older Daniel Bryan. You put them together and we have Gargano um, Zany Mania. Um, but I, it was a good match. I gave it a B-. minus. Mr. 24-7. Um, I also thought the match was pretty good. Um, you know, it sucks because Cor- uh, Corbin is good, man. He really is. And I feel like they never, the whole entire time he's been here, they never really let him kind of shine or have, you know, have a moment here and I mean, I think it's okay, too, that he's doing what he does and he puts everyone over, like you said, and helping everyone out. I think that's cool. You know, that's good. But I feel like he's never had his time. And I feel like he probably deserves it, especially after everything he's just done over the past however many years. Um, yeah, Gargano's Gargano, like you said, too. I mean, he's he's good, and he usually, we usually get a good match out of him. Um, I feel when Corbin hit... His uh, the move there at the end when Gargano rolled him up, he should have just pinned him and got the win right there. Man. I feel like they should have had Corbin win. Because um, I feel like Gargano, we all know Gargano can win matches, and, and we, you know, we've seen a bunch of them, and it would have been nice to see Corbin win a match there to, to kind of put, you know, be the wrestling god, you know. Yeah. Um, I gave the match a C plus. I could probably go B. But I'll go C plus. Okay. Um, I hope they I hope they do more with Baron. All right. At least a little. Okay. Drew, thanks for tuning in. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to the MVP lounge, um, or the VIP lounge with MVP, and he had his guest Austin Theory. I lead us off for this one. Um, it, I mean. Austin Theory is very, very, very quickly becoming the biggest heel. Definitely, I think, the biggest heel on Raw, um, if not the closest to the top of the heels in the entire male roster. Um, He couldn't even speak. The crowd was booing him so loudly, which kind of made it a little awkward. You you couldn't get a flow between MVP and Austin Theory. Um, And then... Of course, after that, Bobby Lashley came out, and that was basically the end of the VIP um, lounge. Um, and is anybody? Well, we'll we'll get to that after the sh- after the show or after whatever when we talk about the Illumination Chamber. Um, but I mean, it was just an, an average segment. Um, I mean, I'm not looking for the VIP lounge to cha- to to take the place of Miss TV anytime soon. Um, I, I gave it a C minus. Okay. Uh, Danny Justice, former indie wrestler, is watching. Danny, thanks for tuning in, and accept my condolences on the loss of your sister, Danny. Uh, may she rest in peace. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, 
DJ, you're up. I don't, I'm not sure how I feel, really feel about it. Um, I don't, I can't even remember a time I've seen the MVP VIP show. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. Um, it usually I mean, has like a little velvet rope outside the ring that his quote unquote bodyguard, which was Omos, let people through to go in. I had a few girls with him. I mean, it was, it's been a little while, but. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. It wasn't nothing crazy. I really, I can't even believe I'm going to say it, but I, I'm really starting to like Theory. You know, I I didn't for so long, but I, I mean, I think he's taking the new the new role they gave him. He's running with it, and I think he's doing pretty good. Um, and you're right. He is becoming one of the, the biggest heels there. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. it, it it's, it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, I feel like if they let this continue, it could be something good. Maybe not what they were saying, how he wants to be the next scene on all that. It's right. not going to happen. But I feel like uh, it'd be pretty good to watch him try, you know, because I like what's happening. I gave the segment a C plus because I didn't really care for the segment too much. But I do like what's happening with the Erie. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Right. Trivia. Uh, Drew, we'll get to your your question in a second. Uh, I'm probably one of the very few here that thinks that Austin Theory is getting better and better on the mic every time I every time you hear him. Um, you know, he came out, and, you know, got to some good points with MVP, and it, it was an okay promo. I mean, it was an okay promo. I thought the best part of it was when he lastly set him up for the spear, and he pulled MVP in front of him and. He ended up spearing MVP, but uh, and we all know that you know, like we're going to be talking about Elimination Chamber, and Austin Theory is in the Elimination Chamber, so that's going to be uh, interesting. But I think Austin Theory's been, uh, you know, been really hitting the hitting the notes on being the top heel right now, and I think that's that's good for him. I gave I gave it a B. Okay. Did you want to address Drew's Drew's yeah. comment? Yeah, Drew says, hey, guys, you're awesome. Thank you, Drew. Uh, do you, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano will team up on the main roster? I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him come back as DIY. And, uh, you know, we know that WWE is, you know, kind of short on tag teams. But I'd like to, I'd like to see him come back and, uh, you know, form their tag team that they had back in NXT. Because they were good together. They had good matches together. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if they came back as a tag team. Not at all. I I would love it. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Um, after that, we had The Miz come out um, and complained um, in general. And then Adam Pierce came out and introduced The Miz's opponent for the evening in his suit and all, Rick Boogs. Mr. 24-7, what'd you think? I wrote blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Pointless, dumb, D. <laughs> yep. I hey. mean, they didn't, I don't know. I, it's so hard to take Boogs serious. I mean, he's a strong guy. I mean, the man's freaking strong. I mean, he could, he could pick up stuff and, and do stuff like that, but... I don't, I don't know. I'm not into it at all. And the Miz just, 
I don't know. I gave it a D. Trev? I mean, the, yeah, I agree with you, DJ. I mean, the Miz is the Miz. I mean, you know, the man's a bona fide Hall of Famer. You know, I, I think they, you know, they have him come out and, you know, put certain people over with Rick Boogs. You know, he just came back from an injury. He's been out for a while. I mean, the guy can bench press a Buick. That's how strong he is. But, um, and with Miz, didn't even get a chance to get changed. He was in his suit. You know, I thought the whole thing was ridiculous. But... I kind of like, uh, I kind of, I'm getting kind of like the little, you know, Rick Boogs look, so to speak, and press the guy up over his head. I, I gave it a C minus. Okay. Um, well, Trib, you're very generous. DJ, you're slightly generous. Um, this was horrible. It really was. Um, yeah, Rick Boogs is a is a big man, um, and he yes, he did look bigger, but. He didn't look as muscular as he did. It looked to me like he had a little bit of extra flab hanging around. Um, and I, I mean, I know he didn't have his guitar. He didn't come out and play air guitar. He came out and played air drums with looks even dumber than air guitar. Um, the match was ridiculously dumb. I didn't like any of it. It was a waste of time. Um... You know, the the five minutes that the whole thing was, they could have put anywhere else. Um, I, I gave it a D minus. Okay. I think right. Miz had an offensive move in the whole match. Yeah, I, he just... I know his Louis Vuitton shoes went flying off, and Corey <laughs> Graves was talking, making sure you get those shoes because they're worth a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Um, after that, Bailey came out to cut a promo. Um, trivia, what'd you think? Well, I kind of figured she was going to come out and, you know, berate Becky Lynch, you know, I'm better than you, blah, 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 talking, talking down to the fans. And I, I'm, I'm liking Becky, I'm liking, uh, Bailey on, on the mic, but then she started getting personal with Becky and Seth Rollins and everything else. And, you know, Becky came out, challenged her to a steel cage match and, you know, she wasn't going to accept it because she thinks that she's better than Becky. And Becky, you know, dragged Dakota out with her, her ankle in a chair. And obviously did something to her before she bought her out. And we didn't see what happened with Eo, but we almost have an idea as to what happened. But I think Becky Lynch made this, this promo good. Because, I don't know, for some reason, they're, they're losing something with Bailey. You know, Greg and I had discussed this earlier, and I don't know what it is, but but I I think Becky made the promo. I gave it I gave it a, a C plus. Okay, um, yeah, like like you said, we talked about it, and I just I, there's just something off and and not as good with Bailey on the mic. I mean, since she's formed this alliance with Dakota Kai and Io Sky, um. I I mean, yeah, she was one of the original four horsewomen and she's been, in my opinion, been knocked down a totem pole quite a bit. Um is she still one of the top names? Yes, but we don't see her perform that much because, you know, when we do, it's outside interference, so it's it's just a little bit too much now for her, you know, with with this all going on. Um her getting personal Saying that, you know, the only reason why Seth married her is because he knocked her up. 
Um, she's been posting pictures from back in the day of her and Seth Rollins. Um, had a tweet where she had a back said about a backstage argument between her and Sasha Banks as to who was better friends with Seth Rollins. So I mean, they they've known each other um, from back in the performance mm-hmm. center mm-hmm. performance center days. But to bring this in and and get personal and all this stuff is just ah. Uh, been there, done that. Get the hell out of here, Vince. It's one of these stupid things like this or when I think Vince is chiming in to somebody and calling him on his cell phone saying, hey, is Triple H around? No, he's in bathroom. Okay, this is what you got to do for the next segment. Ha, 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 ha. If not, you're fired. And it's just, it's stupid things like that that you, you don't need. I mean, we can have a Bailey-Becky feud go all the way to WrestleMania if they built it up right. You don't need to involve Seth Rollins in it. Um, so I, I actually gave this a C-. minus. Okay. Greg, Greg's impersonation of Vince is getting better. <laughs> DJ, what do you think? Um, I, I liked it a little better than you guys liked it. Um, like the way I think I was looking at it was since, you know, we've seen Becky and Bailey, they've been around for a long time. And if they're going to have them feuding again, I guess you got to try to do something different. And I feel like throwing Seth in there and kind of getting personal. I, I kind of liked it because when Becky wins, because she's going to, most likely, when she wins, it's just going to be, you know, that much better. Like, you're going to talk all this shit about my family, my husband, da-da-da, you know, and probably give it to her good. Right. So I didn't mind it too much. I I, I actually kind of liked it. Um, I I love dragging out Dakota. That was cool. Drag her ass right out there, right by the hair. Come on. Um, I love Becky. I always have. I think... Coming back to being the man again, I think, is good. Um, she kind of needed it, so I'm happy with it. And, yeah, Bailey, I don't know what it is either. It's got to be the, the two schmucks that she got with her. I mean, <laughs> she just, I feel like she, I almost feel like she thinks she's like an old-timer now where it's just, all right, it's time to just, you know, take care of everyone else now. Right. Where I don't feel well, I think they're emphasizing Bailey too much with uh, damage control instead of letting her go on her own and let damage control take care of their matches by themselves. That's exactly. what I think they're doing. Exactly. Like, all right, fine. If, you know, you brought them up and you did what you did with them. All right, fine, cool. But let's end that and let's have Bailey back, you know. So, um, but yeah, I did like the segment. I gave it a B. Okay. Um, I can't wait to see this cage match. Okay. Then after that, we had an unadvertised qualifying match for the Men's Elimination Chamber, as it was Dolph Ziggler taking on Bronson Reed. I get to go first. First question that I'm going to ask is, why Dolph Ziggler? I mean... Mustafa Ali said it perfectly. What, I mean, is, who's he sleeping with? They're just getting chance after chance after chance after chance. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's the show-off. He's kind of popular. He's a 
good wrestler, but there's plenty other people on the roster that are good wrestlers, kind of popular, kind of hated, that you could have put in the match. So, wrestling Bronson Reed, who I've never, ever, ever been a fan of, um, but seeing him win was like, okay, something a little different. Um, I thought for sure it was going to be Dolph Ziggler in another title match of some sort. Um, the match was just okay. I, I gave it a C. Okay. Um, DJ. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It was just okay. And, like, I feel like this was, like, uh, like a mandatory play or something. Like, all right, Dolph's got to get the match in for the month, you know, to, to be, you know, or for the year or whatever. If you're going to stay in WWE, you got to at least fight this many times a year or something. So I kind of feel like it was something maybe like that where, all right, um, and it kind of sucked, man. I wrote down here, I said, I almost feel bad for Dolph now because he had such a great career, and it's, like, so sad to see him now. You know, he comes out, he just mope, he mopes around, he's sad, and I don't know. I gave it the segment of C also. Um, I kind of like Bronson a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to, you know, turn out to be much, but he could, I guess. It was all right. It wasn't great, but it was all right. Okay, Mr. Trivia. I did not like this match. I mean, they are just, I mean, we don't get a chance to see Dolph Ziggler much on TV anymore. Um, I believe his time has passed. But when they when we see him on TV, he just, he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't look good. Maybe it's the talent that he's wrestling or, or what Bronson Reed's a, uh, he's a big guy. Agile for a man his size. Um, was I surprised he won the match? Yeah, kind of, because, you know, Dolph is Dolph Ziggler, multiple-time champion, uh, future Hall of Famer, I believe. But I just I just really didn't care much for this match. I gave it a D. Okay. Well, oh, I thought I was going to sneeze. Sorry. Okay. Um, after that, we then went to the main event of the evening. As it was Cody Rhodes taking on Finn Balor. Um, Mr. 24-7, you get to lead us off. All right. I thought it was great. Um, to me, I felt like it, that could have been like a pay-per-view match. I mean, I thought it was really good. Them two work good together, which I kind of expected it to. I mean, you put them together, they're both really good without each other, putting them in there, it was cool, man. I, I really liked it. And I was hoping it would be Finn, because I didn't know who it was going to be at first. I'm like, are they going to freaking put Dominic in here for the main event of freaking Raw versus Cody? I'm so, I'm so happy they didn't, and they put Finn in. Um, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. It was really good match to be on Raw. I, I loved it. I gave it a B plus. Because I really can't give A's out. I haven't seen no A, nothing for A yet. So, B plus, awesome match. Good main event. Okay. Mr. Trivia. I went, I went back and rewatched this match. And uh, I'm glad, like, like I agree with DJ. I'm glad it was Finn Balor. I thought he would have had the match against Dominic. Um, or maybe Damian Priest. Because he, you know, he was verbally bantering back and forth with, with all three of them. 
you know, then when, you know, and during the promo when Edge came out, I was saying, well, it looks like it's going to be a tag team match. And I'm kind of glad it wasn't a tag team match. I'm kind of glad it was Cody against uh, Finn Balor. First time they ever met in the ring against each other. And I I thought it was a, a good match. It was, you know, close match all the way. And, you know, Cody ended up getting a W. I gave it a B as well. No. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you said this was like match of the year contender right off the bat when we talked. Um, so I don't, I don't know what changed your mind. Um, but I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes, he did, he did impress me in the match. Um, not a huge Cody Rhodes supporter. I, I think it's, I think there's a couple other people that could have been in the main event at WrestleMania that would be better than Cody Rhodes, but you know, it's Cody Rhodes. They brought him back, and probably in the agreement, he would become, he would have his moment in the sun and close out WrestleMania as a WWE champion. La di da. Um, who he gets in a feud with after that is a whole nother story. If that truly does happen, um, I'm still not 100% convinced that it's going to happen at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good match. I, like I said, I did, I, you know, give him more credit than I, than I normally would. Um, him and Finn Balor for never worked together, just showed why they're both professionals. Um, and they were able to have great chemistry in the match. It moves, it moved fluidly. Um, I, I also gave the same grade as, as DJ did a B plus. Um, so overall, I mean, I, I, I've heard a lot of people on social media say that they didn't like Monday Night Raw this week. It was bad. I don't think it was bad at all. Um, I mean, there was another segment that we didn't even bother talking about with the Maximum Male Models and Maxine salivating over yeah. seeing Otis. But I'll just mention it, and that's all. Um, but I think it was a, it was a decent show. I, I'll give the overall grade a very, very high C plus, like 79.4999999, so it doesn't round up to a B minus. Right. DJ? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I thought it was a good show. Oh, I um, didn't know you changed your name to DJ. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize, DJ. Go ahead. <laughs> that's all good. Um, yeah, I, I thought the show was pretty good, too. Um, you know, the Raws over the past year or so have just been so bad. I feel like they're starting to get really, not really good again, but they're starting to get better. Um, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the B-. minus. Okay. Mr. Trivia. <laughs> I think Monday Night Raw has been, been a lot more competitive since Triple H has taken over. And- yeah. You know, we're seeing matches that we haven't seen before, like Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes. Um, I thought it was—I thought it was a good show. You know, like Greg said, the people on social media thought it was a bad RAW. I thought it was a, a better RAW than what we've seen in the past. I gave it a B minus as well overall. Okay, and that's our Monday Night Raw recap. Yes, it is. And right now, we're going to go to a, a segment on the show that I'm sure everybody likes. I know I like it as well. It's Nuggie's News. So, Greg? 
Take it away. All right. Um, so first thing I want to start off with is because we are now officially on the road to WrestleMania. Yes, we have a little detour to the Elimination Chamber, but we are on the road to WrestleMania. Um, so I, I pulled up an article. It says, way too early WWE WrestleMania 39 match card predictions. <coughs> Excuse me. So, some of them are matches that they've already determined. Um, closing out, and this is this article says closing out night one, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. So I want you guys to give me, you know, your opinions as to whether you think matches that aren't made when I get to them, or the match that already made, if if what they're saying is 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 good. Um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair closing out night one. Um, yeah, I'm for that. I mean, unless they do have Roman fight twice, right. I'm cool. I'm all right with. I I feel that should be close out night one. Um, so yeah, I'm down with that. I hope it does happen. Okay, Jeff. Yeah, I agree with DJ. Unless they have Roman fight twice, I won't. I wouldn't have an issue with this one closing out night one. I think it's going to be a good match. Um, Rhea's got something to prove. From losing to Charlotte before, and she really wants Charlotte, so I, I think I'd be cool with it. Yeah, I, I echo the same sentiment. If, unless they're gonna do that two night Roman Reign thing, um, I I could definitely see this being a night one closeout. Um, and then the other ones, I mean, obvious. Cody Rhodes with Roman Reigns closes out night two. Trib. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be the uh, the showstopper. Cody and Roman Reigns closing out night two. That's going to be the best way they can close out that WrestleMania for that second night. And, you know, it's the last match of WrestleMania, the showcase of the Immortals. I'm, I'm so excited to see that one close out, close out night two. Okay. And DJ? Yeah, I agree. That's that's definitely the one, the, the match that should be there. Um Hopefully it's a one-on-one match. <laughs> it's kind of hard to say versus Bloodline, but hopefully it's one-on-one. Good match. Hopefully Roman, hopefully he pushes Roman. Because Roman's good, and we all know that, but if you watch his matches, he doesn't really necessarily have to do anything, and he don't do all that much right. in his matches right. really anymore. So hopefully we get a, you know, a good wrestling match, and Roman actually shows why he's been the champion for this long. Um, hmm. But yeah, cool. I'm down with that one too. Okay. Um, then they have the Raw Women's Championship. Who fights Bianca Belair? There's the Elimination Chamber match, which we'll get into a little later. Um, their prediction for winning the Elim- Elimination Chamber and taking on Bianca Belair at WrestleMania is the baddest woman on the planet, Ronda Rousey. DJ, your thoughts? No, no, no. <laughs> Hopefully they do not do that. Um, no, I'd rather, I don't care. Who, I'd rather see anyone else, to be honest. Um, so not, I hope not. I really hope not. Okay. Um, 
Mr. Trivia. I am so done seeing Ronda Rousey. I mean, if, if they do have that match, I hope Bianca just wipes her out. But, you know, that's not going to happen because they want Ronda to be, you know, to be the baddest woman on the planet. But I'm just so I'm just so done with it. I, I don't want I don't want to see that one either. There's I think there's more deserving people out there that should get matches with Bianca. So I wouldn't want to see it. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't, but I mean, unfortunately, this is WrestleMania goes Hollywood, and they're looking to put the biggest names in big matches, and on a global. Affair. I mean, Ronda Rousey's the biggest name. Um, they, they, in the in the little segment, in the little paragraph here, it says, you know, we've already had the Bianca Bailey, we've already had the Bianca Becky. That's getting a little old. I don't know that the two, either one of them, would be that interesting to a non WWE viewer, um, and that's why they choose Ronda Rousey. The next one is the Intercontinental Championship Triple Threat Match. Any guesses as to who the two competitors against Gunther that they're predicting will be? Brock Lesnar. Gah. I'll just stop you right there. Gah. Okay. Banger after banger after banger after banger. Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title. Trivia? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I would definitely love to see that one. I mean, that would, that would be... That would probably be just as equivalent as... Uh, the match that Gunther had with Sheamus in uh, Cardiff, Wales. I mean, that would be a tremendous match. It would be a hard-hitting match. I don't think any of those three guys would ever be the same after that match. So no. I would definitely like to see that. DJ? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Would love to see that. I Like, for me right now with Gunther, after, after what I've seen him do in the Royal Rumble... Yeah. I, w- I want to see him every day now. I want to yeah. see him fighting all the bad- the baddest guys, the biggest dudes, because that man is something else. So, yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, and and like I've always said on a show like this, if you're not going to close out the show, open the show. And I would love to see this match kick off WrestleMania weekend as the first match on Saturday night. I think that would that just would be, be that would be a bar to set. That would be really, really, really tough to to get over. But yep. After that, they then have um, the United States Championship, um, and DJ gets to jump off with this one: Austin Theory versus John Cena. Nah, I'm not. I I don't really want to see it to be honest. Just because I think I'm, I'm such a, I've been such a Cena fan for so long. I don't want to see him lose, and I feel like if this match happens, I, he has to. I guess you know, like I don't see there being a reason to have Don to come in and get a win. 
over a guy that they're trying to put to the top. So he would lose most likely. And, and not only, I wouldn't care to see it. Let him fight. Let Theory fight someone who's can have a storyline and you know take it somewhere. Okay, trivia. Um, I don't think I don't think I would mind seeing the match. I mean, I think it would be a, I think it would be good for Austin Theory's career to go one on one with John Cena. I'm not saying he's going to beat John Cena, but I think it would be you know good for him to get in the ring and show what he's got against a John Cena who's been in the business over 20 years and who's been champion 16 times. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing the match. Right. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I, I mean, I think it's, it's a match that you can build really quickly. Um, and if he, if they're going to pull up this match, they're going to have to do it quickly because John Cena is going to be in Australia filming a movie for February and most of March. Um, he would possibly be able to make it to the go-home show of Raw before WrestleMania. So whether they really do it or they don't do it, it's still kind of up in the air. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, mind seeing it, you know, just, you know, John Cena's little brother wrestling him in a match. <laughs> Well, one of the reasons why I think they might put this match together is Austin Theory has been used in his catchphrase lately. Right, and they did, at, at that SmackDown taping, they did film three backstage segments with the two of them. So, that could be the plan, to show these taped segments to build up. Don't know. Um, next one. Um, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Definitely would love to see that match. Definitely. We know where that match is going to go right from the beginning. And that is just going to be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the first match they have is a no contest. They're just going to go at each other, you know, balls to the wall, I believe. So I, I would love to see that match. All right, DJ? Yeah, me too. I've been thinking about it for a couple weeks now, too. And yeah, hell yeah, we need to see that. Yeah. And I hope they do it. Right. I mean, and this was my thought a while ago is the end-all, be-all. This match happening at WrestleMania for the titles. But, I mean, are the Usos even going to be together at that point? Or are the Usos now going to be um, Jimmy and Solo? I mean, so I got to see how this whole thing develops so I can really get behind a match like this. Because, I mean, I'll be honest with you, if it's... Jimmy and Solo versus Sammy and Kevin in a non no title on the line match. I'm not as excited about it. Um, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, which I think they started to tease this last Monday Night Raw when Seth was asked backstage by Kathy Kelly on his thoughts about getting eliminated by Logan Paul. DJ. Yeah, I'm down with it. I mean, I feel like Logan is special, to be honest. I feel like, and Seth is too, so to have them two going, you know we're going to see some wild stuff. Yeah, I'm down with it. I'm good with that. Trivia? Definitely. Yeah, I think, I, think uh, I can get behind that match. I think it would be good, you know, even though, uh, to my knowledge, 
Um, Logan Paul's only had, what, maybe two or three matches in WWE, but he's looked good in all of them. Yeah. I mean, the match he had with Roman was amazing. Yep. And uh, he definitely has the talent. So I'm not saying he's going to beat Seth Rollins, but I think it's going to be a, a match I would, I would love to see. Yeah. Um, I would too, except for the fact that as much as they're pushing Logan Paul being this worldwide superstar, I I just had this little thing. Obviously, we're not even close to WrestleMania. It's not even an official match. But this little thing back here is telling me that Seth Rollins is going to have to, you know, put somebody else over again. Um, but, um, and then quickly, they just have a few other matches here. Um, Becky Lynch and one or two teammates against Damage Control. Um, no title being involved. Um, Bray Wyatt doing something with Uncle Howdy and Alexa Bliss. Um, either it's an Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt match with Alexa being the referees, something that they mentioned. Um, Braun Strowman against Karrion Cross. Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Um, possibly turning it into a tag team match where Rey Mysterio would tag with Bad Bunny and Dominic with Damian Priest. <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> and then the last one they list um, Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. Um, and that one actually have in parentheses opening up night two. That's the only other one they designate for a night. So, that's an awful big card, um, potentially for WrestleMania. Um, yep. One second here. Never heard of him, never seen him. Versus a member of the Battle Academy, Hunter Tarka, will be taking on Alan Bano. And a tag team called Demon Time will square off against Hustle and Muscle. Right, we've seen that before on a PW, on a PWA show, or um, Talk Elimination Chamber first. Oh, Elimination Chamber, right. Elimination Chamber, which is February 18th. Yes. This is only three weeks away, DJ, so we don't have so long to wait. <laughs> but then we go from February 18th all the way to April 1st for WrestleMania. Yep. 
Um, and then Stan delivers actually on that Saturday for NXT before WrestleMania. Um, turns into a very, 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 very long wrestling day. Um, but Elimination Chamber, I know they have two chamber matches. Um, the first one that, that, that we're going to talk about is, is the women's Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, which I think somebody's been talking about that for a little while. That that might happen. I don't know. And any ideas, Trip? Who may have said that a few weeks or so ago? Um, right now, it has four confirmed competitors that automatically qualified: um, Oscar, Lib Morgan, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez. With two wrestlers to be determined. I know they have a fatal four-way coming up next Monday on Raw. With, I believe it's Candice LeRae, Mia Yim or Minchin, whatever the hell her name is. Um, Carmella, Carmella. And I don't know the fourth person. Oh, um, Piper Niven. Formerly known as Dewdrop. Um... And then there'll be a fifth member um, put in a match. And then, once again, the winner of that match takes on Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. The men have an Elimination Chamber match, um, and it is for the United States Championship. It's not to designate a number one contender. It is for the actual title. It's Austin Theory defending against Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, and two wrestlers to be determined. Um, we don't know what other qualifying matches there may or may not be for the other two um, contenders. Um, who do you guys, who would you guys like to see as the other two comp- contenders in this match, or competitors in this match? It's it's a raw title, but I mean I guess it doesn't mean he couldn't be in it, but Right. Um I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Lashley and uh maybe Finn Balor. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing those two. Yeah. My only fear about it, about Bobby Lashley, is Brock Lesnar. With Bobby Lashley coming down to go in and Brock Lesnar attacking him and say, quote unquote, taking his spot in the Elimination Chamber. To say Bobby Lashley's the last one to come out. That's the only thing that, that I worry about with Brock Lesnar being in that match. Um,. I, I like somebody from Judgment Day. I would actually go with Damian Priest over Finn Balor. And then after that, I mean, I don't know where we go. I, I don't. Um, Maybe a Montez Ford. Yeah, but then we're once again we're 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 possibly splitting up another tag team if we do that. I, I just. I don't know. Riddle, maybe? 
Yeah, maybe returning Riddle. We yeah, that would be yeah. something that you know. Yeah. Yeah, but those are the two matches they have for the Elimination Chamber. Um, I haven't seen any quote unquote rumored cards for other matches. Right. Um. So and by the way, we're all assuming. That Rhea Ripley's taking on Charlotte at WrestleMania. This Friday, Charlotte is in deep danger of losing her title to Sonya Deville. Ooh, yeah. Now, Greg, did they just give those four qualifying spots to the women? Or yep. did they nope. actually they, wrestle somewhere? No, they just... They just handed them up? Yep, they earned their spots in the chamber already. Okay. I mean, it, technically, it's for, you know, I mean, not Nikki Cross, but I mean, okay, I mean, the, it's four names. The last four in the women's right. Oh, that's right. That's that's how they qualified. They're the last four in the women's rumble. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Nobody gets to the ring. I think nobody gets to the ring faster than Nikki Cross. Man, she motors down that aisle. Yeah. And, you know, you might even have, they might even think of a Shotzi, maybe. So, we don't know who they're going to, who the other two are going to be, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. To see what they're going to do. And that's February 18th in Montreal, yes. Quebec, Canada. Oh, do so. they have to put Kevin Owens in it then? I mean, he's a raw superstar. Yep, yeah, I mean... Maybe. I don't know. You know, it's his home country. So. But, yeah, so that's the Elimination Chamber right now. Yep. Uh, hopefully, they'll, hopefully they'll be putting more together as the weeks come up. Cause like oh, I said, we're only, yeah. Yeah, we're only three weeks away from the Elimination Chamber, yeah. so. They're not just going to have two chamber matches. No. And, um. So, I think the Intercontinental title match will be an interesting one to watch. You know, because if Boston Theory happens to happens to get pinned in that match, then there's going to be a new IC champion at the end of the night. So No, no, a new U.S. champion. US, excuse me, U.S. champion. Yes. So, it'll be a new U.S. champion at the end of the night if he should happen to get pinned. So, I'm definitely uh, looking forward to seeing the men's elimination chamber this year. So... Okay, anything else, guys? Nah. You know, we got, uh, I mean, there was a th there was a rumor going around on a couple of websites that uh, Jimmy Uso is going to help Sami Zayn defeat Roman Reigns. Why would Jimmy Uso do that? I mean, I mean Jay Uso. Jay Uso is going to help Sami Zayn uh, defeat Roman Reigns. There's a rumor I heard that one of the matches at the Elimination Chamber is going to be Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the title. I, I think that's too early yet. I think they need to build it up a little bit more between the two of them. But he's, there's a good chance he's not going to have the titles after WrestleMania. Yeah. So how, how long can you wait to build it up till he's no longer the champion? Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, you know, maybe get, you know, maybe they'll have to get that match out there quick. 
see what they can do with it. So, but yeah, once again, guys, it was a great show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was glad you were able to join us when you joined us. Yep, better late uh, than never. Yep, we want to thank Mrs. Twenty Four Seven for keeping us uh, updated on your. Oh, I uh, I do have something that I did want to mention. Um, okay. In Nuggies news that I just forgot about. Um, as I was growing up, um, I, I mean, I kind of had I, I I like to call it like say I had two fathers. Um, I had my birth father, and then I I had another man that was um a great influence on my childhood. Um, he was an incredible man, a family man, um, ran the Meriden Boys Club for 40 years, um, helped, was, was, I mean, intricate in, in the expansion of the Boys Club to become the, the Boys Club and Girls Club, um, expanded the hell out of Camp Cuno, um, Passed away January 28th. Um, Gary Tex Burt. Everybody called him Tex. Um, he didn't, he wasn't from Texas, nothing like that. He was, you know, went to Southern Connecticut, grew up, you know, spent 70 years of his life in Connecticut. He passed away at the age of 79 um, from um, complications of Parkinson's. And I, I mean, the, the, the wake is tomorrow night. I, I wish there was a way I can go, but there's absolutely no way I'd be able to get there. Um, but I just want to send out my, my deepest condolences and sympathies to, to his family. I I mean, I grew up with his son, Chris, and his daughter, Heather, at, at the boys' club. Um, me and Heather were the, uh, as she called, the Superman and Wonder Woman of scorekeeping for their basketball games. Um she would keep scoring the paper, and I would control the scoreboard, or either or. Um, and you know, I just once again just just want to say how deeply missed um, this man will be. Absolutely, and it sounded like he had a profound impact on your life growing up. Oh, I, not just mine. I mean, kids everywhere. I mean, I I messaged my brother, who didn't spend nearly as much time at the boys' club that I did. I mean, I was there yeah. every day after school on Saturdays. My brother was an occasional, you know, there. And uh, he, you know, he was like, oh, my God. Um, he's like, of course I remembered him. He was a great man. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm very sorry for that loss. And it is going to be a great loss felt uh, felt by everybody in the community that, that knew the man. I didn't know him personally. I'd, I've never been to the Boys and Girls Club. But, but he sounded like he had a profound impact on everybody's yeah. lives. Yep. And may he rest in peace. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, that, we're coming to another closing here of the top of the report. I want to, you know, thank everybody who was watching and everybody who, you know, tuned in. And so on behalf of the Nugs and Greg and Mr. 24-7 DJ, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Sunday. All right, take care, guys.